Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. So Seattle just, oh, wow. Seattle just tied Boston for the wild card. Yeah, they're hot. They've won nine out of their last ten games, and they get the Angels at home the next three. So to finish up the season, they're looking solid. They look really good. Yeah, but Boston's got what, Washington? For the end of the season? It doesn't matter. They've been they just lost a series to the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles. They lost two out of three just now. They got swept by the Yankees. I mean, they don't they don't they don't deserve to be in. If they just so happen to make it into the wild card game and win the wild card game, I think it's a, a damn shame for all these other teams because they're playing really good baseball. Where is my volume? Uh, What is going on here? The Mets took care of, or excuse me, the Braves took care of the uh, Phillies. They swept the Phillies, which I expected. I anticipated them to do that. The Phillies were like two and a half games out going into that series, and the, the Braves swept them, took care of business. Oh, the Phillies gave up. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. They, they they just – they gave up. It seems, gave like up. The ap- it seems like they lost that first game of the series, and you're right, gave up. Because at that point, they were three and a half back. The wild card was done. The Cardinals wrapped that up. So when you're, when you're talking about the Phillies, the only chance for them to be in the postseason would have been the division, to win the division. Yeah. It's uh, – yeah, they, they just – they literally – oh, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here talking, and you can probably barely hear me. 
You know, I don't like uh, I don't like the way that Major League Baseball does the rosters for the teams because I don't get to see who's on the injured list. I mean, there's I can't really think of anybody key that would be anyone as of late that's went down for the teams that are in the running for, for anything. But, like, you've got – Cleveland's got – Cleveland has a series against the Rangers. If they sweep the Rangers, they'll be 500 to finish the season. Yeah. Um, they, they have the chance to sweep the Rangers, but the way that the Indians have been playing lately, I don't think that they're going to sweep, sweep – um, there's another team that gave up halfway through the season. Uh, and, and I hate to say that cause that's my team, but they, they just, uh, I, I don't know what, what the issue was this year. I, I, I mean, your dad keeps yelling at me. Well, Bieber was hurt. Bieber was hurt. Well, one person does not make a team, especially that one guy who only plays once every five games. You know, so, I, I mean, yeah, the Mariners think, did it. The Mariners are no better than the Indians. How are the Mariners any better than the Indians? I think I think losing Josh Naylor was was worse than losing Shane Bieber. Uh, there's a player that played every day, and he was a kick ass utility man. He's he he could hit. He played the outfield extremely good all the way up until he rolled rolled his ankle um i don't know i just feel like the indians kind of gave up they're looking forward to being the guardians that's what it's all about it i i don't even want to talk about that the yankees the yankees are um controlling their own destiny i said this on my show the burley gunner show they their their last six games were three against um three against Boston, three against Toronto, and they were all on the road. They won the first four of those games. They sent Garrett Cole on the mound, but it was against um one of Toronto's better pitchers, Jose Barrios, and the Yankees actually lost that game, but turned around and won last night's game. So I think it was really a good thing for them. Um, I think the Yankees are ultimately going to host the wild card game. It just depends on – it all depends on who they play. It's, is it Seattle? Is it Toronto? Because I think Toronto and Seattle take care of business. Toronto's not going to lose two out of three to the Orioles like the Red Sox did. Uh, and the Red Sox already – they don't have a pitcher scheduled for tomorrow, I don't believe. And they don't really – they don't really have an ace, I don't see. <laughs> I think it's we'll going to come down to the Blue Jays or the Mariners. And if the Mariners sweep, they're in, as long as the Red Sox don't sweep the Nationals. And I got to assume they're not going to. Toronto is going to be playing the, the Orioles, which that should be a three-game sweep there. Uh, where Seattle is is playing the Angels, where, uh, you know, uh, the Angels aren't, aren't great, 
they aren't even really well they're where are the angels at on this there there's they're another team that kind of gave up i mean mike trout went down and they they just kind of seems like they gave up that's a i i think that seattle has a tougher job going against uh the angels than toronto does against baltimore um and honestly washington the nationals the nationals are always a pain in the butt for whoever they play in the american league uh if you remember last year was it last year that we played the nationals at the end of the season and they basically shut us out i think it was i mean I they, that they was, have they have a few good players. They, they, I think they're going to win at least one game, maybe two against the, the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are going to sweep them. I'm a, I, I, I watched the Red Sox last night and, uh, uh, they, they lost. It was bad. It was a bad game. Um, I thought they were going to win last night, considering they they won they they lost the first game of that series to Baltimore. They won the second one six to nothing, and I'm like, all right, well they're they're going to turn it around. They're going to win this this next one tomorrow, probably. Wrong. They lost. How like how the hell? Like how do you lose to the the Orioles? Not to like it's one thing to lose to the Orioles when you have. Um, in like the middle of the season when the Orioles technically are still playing for something, they're playing for nothing other than to ruin your season. And you are playing for everything. You, you had the chance to host a week ago, Boston was going to host New York in the wild card game. Now they're looking to just get into the wild card game and it'll be in the Bronx. Yeah. It's a. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I mean, as a baseball fan, you have to be rooting for that. I'm rooting for Boston to get in just to see Yankees, Red Sox, wild card game, playoff baseball. That would be amazing. That's a. I just don't think they're going to do it. I, I, I like Boston, but but honestly, I I think I'm rooting more for Toronto. Um, it's it's a team that's that that had to play half a year in a stadium that wasn't theirs. I mean, you're, you're playing with 150 people in the stands. That's got to suck. <laughs> I mean, ultimately I think Toronto, I had them at the beginning of the season with a better record finishing at, uh, uh, higher in the standings than Boston. So I see what you mean there. They're ultimately the better team, I think. Well, but Toronto's got the bats and that's, that's uh that's the key to to Toronto. Um it's all about the hitting with them. Uh Boston's got better pitching, but Boston's I don't think, pitching, I think that's true. I think Boston's pitching is a lot like Cleveland's where it's it's kind of middle of the road. They they're either hit or miss. It, you could 
you could sit there and, and watch a Boston game and, and have some of the best pitching and, and really, really good bullpen game. Uh, and then the next day it's like, wow, uh, the bullpen looks like they're from triple a. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, I still think that, that I think Boston's pitching is better than Toronto's. Um, I think they've got a little more depth in the pitching than, than Toronto's got, but I could be wrong. I, I just don't see them, uh, man, I just don't see the Red Sox making it. I, I really think it's going to end up being Toronto. I think Seattle's going to flub and Toronto's going to Is that what my daughter thinks? I asked her this morning. Uh, wow. Yeah, I said, hey, who do you, you think is going to win tonight, the Mariners or the Angels? And she said, Angels. <laughs> and I, my, my jaw dropped. I said, really? Because I, I thought the Mariners would sweep. But she normally gets – she's like 80% hitting these, these MLB NFL picks that at like an 80, 85% clip. <sighs> That's a uh, – uh, oh. Okay, hang on. I, I'm I'm uh bringing up the the Red Sox pitching. Telling it's not very good. Well, they got Nathan Evalde, which which I think uh I think he's been a, a fairly good pitcher. Yeah, you're I mean, I'm going through this list and I'm like, who are half these people? They got E Rod. He's pitching tonight. He's might Eduardo, get lit up. Eduardo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he might get he might get lit up like a Christmas tree tonight. Uh what what's his what's his stats? He's so young. Yeah, he is uh, a young guy still. Only been in the league a couple of years. Yeah, but you can't you can't be a starting pitcher with an ERA of four point nine. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the pitching this year everywhere has been a little bit, has been weird. There's no I, sticky. I, yeah. Well, is it, is it the fact that there's no sticky or is it the fact that they did not play a full season last year? So none of these guys were prepared for 160 games, you know? I don't that might that that's that's possible because I mean the the higher scoring games definitely happened after the all-star break, but at the same time, that's right when the sticky happens. So it's hard to tell. Um yeah, their their best starting pitcher has an ERA of three point seven five. That's not good. No. Um that's not good. Uh, like I said, I think, I think, I think Boston. Uh, this is make it or break it tonight. If they lose tonight, see you later. In comes Toronto, Toronto and uh, Seattle. Toronto and Seattle will will fight that out. Out of those Mariners. two teams, I mean, 
out of those two teams, I I don't know why Toronto keeps popping into my head. I love that team. I don't know why. Um, I do too. I think they're the best of the three out of those three teams going against the Yankees. I think they are the best, but they are a game behind and all three of them play like really bad teams. So they're asking, they would really need the two teams ahead of them to drop two games and they would need to, to, you know, to gain a game in the standings. Right. Because, you know, if they end up tied, you know, we might see playing game. And that's which I, I mean, think Toronto possible, would beat either of them. It's possible, but you know, there's only what three games left in the season. So yeah. Uh this is this is probably the First, I I was very glad to see that that the American League wild card race is as close as it is. Um, uh, not to uh, not to 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 toot the American League's horn, but um, I I think I think the American League has been a heck of a lot more fun to watch this year yeah. than, than the national league I'm other than gonna, the west oh um yeah well, let's let's talk a little bit about that national league west uh there there's what two teams over 100 wins in the national league yeah. west and they and they have the padres in there i know they're not going to make the po- the postseason but looking ahead to next year like that division is going to be right back there again. The Giants are only going to get better, I think. And I don't know. The The Dodgers aren't going anywhere. The Padres have to get better. That's a uh, – the Colorado Rockies, uh, we haven't been able to talk about all year long. They're, they're still under 500, but then again, so is the, the Padres. Uh, the Colorado the Rockies, Rockies – the Rockies next year, with as long as they keep that lineup that they've got right now, that could be a team, another powerhouse team in the West. Um, Arizona's just, I don't even know what this is, probably the worst team in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they came out and within 10 games, they gave up on, on, on a world series um but yeah the nl west is so tough uh and 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 you brought up a good point the Padres. okay i don't think any person can look at the padres and 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 think that they are a team that that is being ranked where they're at right now the padres are a very very tough team they had the same issues uh, that that about five other teams had this year, which was high injury count, and that that's what killed the Padres. Um, you still have probably the best hitter in baseball on that team, and uh, they're they're not going to be a slouch next next year. The NL West is going to be the 
the division to beat. Um, and yeah, surprisingly, okay, I I know like four. I think it was like four weeks ago. You and I had a discussion, and I didn't even talk about the Brewers yet. Um, they they're clinched. They're in. Yeah, they're in. They got the they've had their division wrapped up since the you know since August. Well, but I, and, and, you know the the Cardinals won seventeen games in a row and still couldn't come back and win that division. And they're only they're what six games behind Milwaukee right now, um, but the, they're clinched as well. Uh, clinched for a wild card. Mm-hmm. But but Milwaukee was not on my list. Uh, I, I actually had St. Louis ranked above Milwaukee. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's not going anywhere. They're gonna be they're gonna be a one one series and done. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing. San Francisco and the Dodgers have when they have to fight out the national league. I, I, I really believe that that's going to end up being the final for the national league. It should be. It really should be. Um, those are the two best teams in the national league and they should get to, to face off one of not one another, but, but yeah, they, they, they will meet, they will meet in the postseason one way or, or another. And I, I really think the the Dodgers are going to run away with that series. The Giants were better through the regular season, but I think in the playoffs, you know, the Dodgers were built for a World Series. They were built to go to the World Series. Yeah, there's there's certain teams every year that you sit back and you go, okay, that team was bought literally for a World Series this year. The Yankees. And, and, well, the the Yankees are that team every year. They, the Yankees always have like that. They've got the second highest payroll in Major League Baseball. I, I uh, the Mets. Oh God, yeah. I don't even. The Mets are, I think the, I think they have the largest payroll, and they're not even in the wild card. Yeah, they're uh, not even they're they're done. They're actually like reverse clinched. They won't be in October. Uh how long do you think it's gonna be before they get rid of Lindor? Oh, he's there. I mean, he's signed up, but it's just a matter of do they keep Javier Baez or not? I think they do. I think that they're I think that they would keep Baez and have Lindor and Baez the middle infield and and I, I just I don't know the direction that they're headed. It looks good on paper, but you got to get more pitchers than just Jacob Degrom. Uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent right there. I, 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 I don't know if they're going to keep. I don't. I personally think that Lindor's contract is so heavy. Okay, so the Mets are third, Yankees second, and the Dodgers are first. As far as payroll goes, the Dodgers paid $267 million this year. That's $67 million more than the Yankees. 
that that team better make it to the World Series or somebody's hurting for mine. Anyways, back to the Francisco Lindor thing. He is $23 million a year. Is that right? I thought he was more than that. Oh, yeah. It goes, yeah, he's $34 million a year. Uh, this year was his was his cheap year. And that is guaranteed for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten years. Ten years. What a waste. What a waste. Okay. I have I said this when when the Rangers uh uh picked up A Rod. And and I know you, you may not I, you may not remember this. This was what 10, 15 years ago. Um I was all excited. I lived in Texas. The Rangers have A-Rod. Next thing you know, they're trading him. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. That sucks. The hardest part of that whole deal was the fact that we paid A-Rod for 10 years. 10 years. Francisco Lindor is is the A-Rod of the century. I don't know how long the Mets can can keep up with paying $34 million a year. I mean, that's that's a $10 million or that's all, almost a $15 million jump from where they're at right now. I I just I, I don't see it. They're, I think they're I think they're, they're gonna have to start trimming the fat. They're either going to have to get rid of, of Lindor or uh, uh, Pete Javier. Alonso. Pete Alonso still, he's going to be paid pretty soon. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he makes $1 million, $1.5 million, and he's won two home run derbies. He's he hits. I mean, that's not that's not all he does. He hits forty homers. You know what I mean? He he's a centerpiece in that lineup, and he still needs to be paid. Uh, okay, so everyone that's on this list, let's see, Javier Baez. I think. I think if they were to trade Lindor, Javier Baez would would take over at the shortstop position. Um, but Pete Alonzo, he's in pre-arbit art. He didn't even make a million dollars. He made $676,000 this year. Yeah. Now this is his first year of arbitration. So do they have to, they don't, they don't have to make a decision on that until 2000, uh, 2024, but you're, you're absolutely right. The guy's been in the all-star. I mean, he, he's done the, uh, the home run derby every year and he's just, uh, he's an incredible hitter. I mean, yeah, but 2024 is a couple years away. So, but what, what I was getting at is you can't lock up Baez and Lindor both for, you know, 10 plus years because 
eventually you're going to have to pay Pete Alonzo. And I get it. There's no salary cap in baseball. Maybe the Mets are just going to be the Yankees now. Maybe they finally understood that, that, that the, the team that in the same city, what they do, and the Mets have not done, maybe they're going to start doing it. And who knows? They could be looking just like the Yankees here in a couple seasons. They might not be done. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I think, I think the Mets are gonna. Um, I think the Mets are gonna pull the 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 wallet out and actually pay these people. Their their salary this year was 199 million, and next year it's projected to jump about 40 million. So, so there, yeah, yeah, they're actually talking about the Mets uh, going up in in salary next year. So, I think they're they're actually looking at uh, uh, where where do they have Cleveland? Uh, they have oh, Cleveland man. at twenty seventh. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah, I think the Mets. I think the Mets don't really have a choice with that, though. You think about it; they're in the same town as the Yankees. Well, I, I really shouldn't say that because one plays in the Bronx, one plays, you know. Uh, and they, they, the whole Steinbrenner way of thinking of throwing money at the team and seeing what sticks. The Mets are going to have to do the same thing. They're never going to be able to compete against the Yankees in that town unless they start pulling in players. And that's a tough town for fans. Right. Uh, they, they will let you know if you suck. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they were booing them this year. They, they were, were booing them this year. They were they were. Booing, who who was that? Javier Baez that that flipped everyone off as he yeah as he ran the bases yeah. uh, for his home run. I was like, this. There you go. I love. He wasn't flipping them off. It was the thumbs down. That's what it was. Yeah, I love that kid. Um. So where do you think the World Series is going? Are, Chicago, are you, L.A. Are you still sticking with L.A.? I'm sticking with LA and Chicago. I think Chicago's the best team um, in the American League. I think the the Dodgers are the best team in the National League, and I think it'll show Dodgers White Sox for the World Series. I'm sticking with with. Well, I I can't stick with what I said before because I don't know if Boston's going to make it. Uh, couple of weeks ago i said that it was going to be boston versus san francisco and i still think san francisco is going to take it uh for the national league the american league's way too close now um i i don't i don't want to pick chicago i just don't want to <laughs> just accept it my friend just, just embrace it accept it they're the best team and they're gonna they're gonna get the job done. They have the best lineup, the best pitching rotation, the best bullpen, um, probably the best manager. Yeah, 
there you go. There you have it. The White Sox are going to the World Series. I, yeah. Um, I think it's going to end up being Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay can beat Chicago. They could. Uh, they have a deadly I, lineup as well. I, I would love to see Toronto get in there, but I don't think it's. I don't think that this this year is their year. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is is the strongest out of them all, unless Houston starts banging trash cans again. I'm sorry. I'm, I still I wouldn't try that in Chicago on the south side. I still cannot take the fact that Houston is the West uh, Division champion. Again, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. That whole situation is just a that's a whole whole nother talking point. Um, where I know that most of the people that are on the Cleveland sports fan have the same opinion of Houston shouldn't have had a world series win in the first place. No, they shouldn't. That should have been taken away. Um, yeah, it should have been taken away. So anyways, on that note, we're going to switch over. Well, was, did you have anything else on baseball? No, the Red Sox stink. And I'm excited to see how the, the, uh, Red, uh, the uh, Mariners and the Blue Jays pan out. Let's see. You know, like I said, if the Mariners sweep, they're going to be in because Boston's not going to sweep. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to one of my favorite topics that popped into my head last night while I was watching a football game. And that's that. How long do you think Jacksonville is going to keep Urban Meyer? I, I didn't think I was going to ask that, that question until maybe halfway through the season, but you're starting off with the number one quarterback in the draft and you're own four. You lost last night to the Bengals. Yeah. Listen, I think that it's warranted to at least give him the full season. Um, and, and even, even start him off next season. I, I'm not opposed to a midseason firing, but I don't think it should happen this year. I think you let him go the entire season, and I think no matter what happens, 0-16, 1-15, no matter what happens, he starts next season. And if you get to the point where it's the same result midway through next season, I think you'd have to cut ties because, honestly, what, what better direction do you have? Do you really want your rookie quarterback to be dealing with another system this early? That's... That's a good point. I I think But you uh, also don't want to you also don't want to waste a year and a half of his career and then say all right, we're switching everything up now. But that might even be beneficial to him because he's going to learn things along the way and when the new coach comes in, if the new coach comes in next year, if this were to pan out this way and comes in, he might have already picked things up and be like, "Oh yeah, this makes sense because it didn't work very well in Urban's offense. I just think getting rid of, uh, of, I just think for Trevor's sake, you keep the guy and see how it works. I mean, they I, were up fourteen nothing in the ball game. Yes, yes, I, I, I do recognize that, and I, I, I don't want you thinking that my my whole mentality is to get rid of Urban Urban Meyer. It's not. It's just the fans 
that listen to us have to understand that that we we've seen bad coaching for a long time bad <laughs> and there are times i i mean i god love hugh jackson but should hugh jackson have been allowed to have a second year <laughs> there was Yes, I will defend Hugh Jackson. Yes, I think he was warranted a second year. The I'm not going to get on Hugh Jackson. I personally believe that Hugh Jackson was screwed by the Browns front office at the time. Okay. But you, you talk about Freddie Kitchens. You, there was a time where they, it was talked about the Browns not having a head coach. Remember that? They were talking about, we're just not going to have a head coach. We're not going to have one. We're going to have two guys on the sideline an offensive and a defensive coordinator, and that's it. That's literally what was talked about in Cleveland. Yes. Not long ago, within five years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Like, are you kidding me? That was uh, – uh, that discussion – actually, didn't that discussion happen the year that they canned you? Yes. That, and the they were the – I season? believe I believe it was Greg – um, that took over. Yes. And they were going to go with Kitchens and they were going to go Kitchens and uh, Greg for defensive coordinator, Kitchens for offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and keep them both, I believe, is what they were going to try to do and not have a head coach. They were essentially going to be co head coaches, but offensive and defensive coordinators. Like it, it didn't, it didn't end up happening that way. Thank God. But what the hell? Yeah. Why the hell does Cleveland think that they have the right to reinvent the wheel and, and, and throw two head coaches out? That's a, <laughs> uh, I liked Greg. I wanted Greg to get the head coaching job. And uh, because of the fact that he, he did motivate that team at the end of the season to turn itself around from being one of the worst seasons that they're there ever was with you um i think it panned out for the for for the better now in the end well you have to remember with 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 uh all right who's our coach now um kevin stefanski Stefanski. last year's coach of the year um yeah i'm i'm old dude my memory does not i too much pot and and beer um, anyways, Kevin Stefanski, like, like I was against Kevin Stefanski in the beginning. I, I thought that, that the Cleveland Browns needed a coach that had experience as a head coach. And, and every, I, I have to throw that in because every time I say that your dad jumps all over me going, all right, he's been in the NFL forever. And I'm like, he's not a head coach. He's turned out to be probably the probably the second best coach in Cleveland history. You wouldn't remember the first one. The first one was Sam Ritigliano. And he took a bunch of half-wit football players and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, oh, wait. I guess I should say Bill Belichick was the best coach that we ever had, but we only kept him for a year. Um, now Stefanski's going to rewrite all of the history of the Cleveland Browns. It's, it's, 
it's not going to, this is not the same Cleveland Browns that I saw growing up. This team has so much depth. People can get hurt and there's a player behind them. That's just as good. Um, that's why I'm 100 they have that next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. That's what they preach in the locker room. Next man up. Even when Stefanski went down with COVID last year in the playoffs and didn't coach, Mike Prefer came in and coached a hell of a game. Yes. And that's uh, uh, I I they they have depth. They have depth at coaching. They have depth at at we, we have the probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I stick with, uh, I stick with what I said, even with Cleveland being two and one right now, the Cleveland Browns will go to the Super Bowl this year. They will so. go to the Super Bowl this year. I believe so. Will they win? It no. depends on the team that they go up against. That yeah, but I believe it's going to be Tampa Bay. I still think it's Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and it's just going to be a sad night in Cleveland on the lake. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be Tampa Bay. Um, there are two teams in the NFL right now in the in the National League that have me thoroughly excited, and that's the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and they play this weekend, and that that's finally going to break that tie up in the end in the NFC West. Um, because the, those two teams, they are the powerhouses in, in, in the West. Now Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady always, for some reason in the beginning of the year starts out slow. It's the, end of the it's the end of the season that you have to worry about Tom Brady that's when he he starts threading the needle he will if your team gets above Tampa Bay he will come out and he will make sure that his team scores to get back ahead what was that game earlier this year with Tampa Bay where they ended up winning it at the last second uh, you're talking about Dallas. Was that the, I think that was the Dallas game. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. It, it, the, just the focus that that man has is, is incredible. Um, do I think that, he, oh man, I can't, I can't wait to see Tampa Bay, uh, uh, play, uh, <sighs> Did they play at Los Angeles this year? The Rams? The schedule, yeah. Yeah, they just lost to the Rams. That's right. There so I I I'm not worried about the Rams. I'm not I'm not worried about the Rams. And when I say that I don't mean I don't even mean against Tampa Bay because I know they just lost, but I think Tampa Bay will take care of business against the Rams had if they see them again along the uh along the way but I don't even think that the Rams are the best team in that division. I don't think the Rams are the second best team in that division. I think the 49ers are the best team in that division. 
and the Cardinals are a close second, and I think the Cardinals are better than the Rams. I think the Cardinals upset the Rams this weekend. Really? Yeah, I really do. Um, I, I, I really do. I think Aaron Donald is – I think their their defensive front seven is, is really, really good, right? But unlike the Browns, the Browns have a very good exterior, and the whole front seven as a whole is great. Now, the Rams' front seven might be better, but as an interior – Okay, not exterior. I think Kyler Murray is going to be able to do a lot with his legs, run all around the pocket uh, or get outside of the pocket, run right, run left. He's got weapons. I just think that it's going to be a a very good day for the Cardinals on Sunday. And those games, those NFC West matchups, by the way, the um, Cards Rams and the Seahawks 49ers, those are both at the same time. So those will be side by side on whatever TV screen, iPad, phone, laptop, computer, whatever I decide to watch those on. I'm watching both those games at the same time. I'm so excited for those right okay. after the Browns game. Okay, so you you, you talked about San Francisco. Um, do you think Jimmy – do you think they're going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo all year? It's tough. I don't think he is the guy, all right? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, he sucks. I, he misses throws. He's just – he doesn't have that arm. I don't think he's got the – I don't think he's got it, like, all the way up here. I don't think he has the right instincts to be great. I think Trey Lance could be the guy. Here's the thing. You're, you're – is but I don't – I think Jimmy Garoppolo, as long as he – you know, 40, the 49ers are just lifting the bumpers up. On the, you know, you go to the bowling alley, they, they lift the bumpers up. Mm-hmm. As long as Jimmy G can throw that, he's not going to throw it into the gutter. He can't because the, the team is too good, a.k.a. the bumpers are up. As long as he can throw the damn ball and knock down a couple pins, he will stay in the ball game throughout the remainder of the season, I believe. But if he starts throwing the ball and only knocking down one pin at a time or completely whipping and missing the pins, even though the gutters or the bumpers are up and the gutters are closed, I mean, how do you not turn the ball over to Trey Lance? I I think that's where I I think that's where San Francisco is going to end up falling on their face. Uh, the I think Trey Lance is is a great quarterback, but we all know just just from watching the Cleveland Browns over the years, it takes a couple of years for a starting quarterback to get into his best games. I mean, this yeah. is this is year four for Baker Mayfield. And this is probably his best career year that he's ever had. Um Last year was good, but this year he's uh, he's even better. I think Trey is in that same boat, but it, it's it, San Francisco is not going to go anywhere this year. Um, I, I think in the end they're going to make some sort of a stupid mistake and and change things around. Uh, if, and if that's the thing, if they change things around middle of the season, I mean, that's just tough to overcome and then turn around in the same season and win a Super Bowl. Unless they, unless at the be, unless it's something along the lines of 500, 
if they're like 500 in week nine, week 10, and they're like, okay, even if we make the playoffs, still an outside shot that we get there and win it. Let's just roll with Trey Lance and get him that experience in big games that matter for next season. They might just be looking ahead, but I don't think they do that right now. They're, you know, they're too good right now to look ahead. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is their main focus, their full focus right now. But I mean, if you watch Trey Lance on the sideline, he is up there with the offensive coordinator uh, running the plays like through his head, like he's verbalizing the the packages, everything like that. It's yeah. Really good stuff. Uh, what's what's surprised you in uh, in the American League, the AFC, the AFC? Yeah, I mean nothing really. I mean it's. It, I knew the Chiefs' defense was going to be bad. I knew that the AFC North was going to be controlled by the Browns I'm not I'm not taking the Bengals serious whatsoever at all like the like Joe Burrow still runs for his life that offensive line is still bad when they go up against uh, really good defenses he's just not going to do very well and he's not going to find his receivers nothing in the AFC is really surprising me at all um I mean Cincinnati being three and one I guess is surprising Pittsburgh at the bottom not surprising at all um the Chiefs bet one and two is surprising. I didn't think that they would be one and two, but I did pick them to lose last week to the Chargers. You, so did you. Yeah. We both, we both were all over that game. We were all both all over the Bengals beating the Steelers as well. Oh, oh yeah. I think um, the AFC is p- playing out just as as I saw it. The, the biggest surprises would be Las Vegas and Denver. Uh, being three and zero, but now that you look back at their schedules, it's like kind of inevitable that the Broncos would be three and zero, playing New York, Jacksonville, and New York. And like, I wish the Browns got New York, Jacksonville, and New York to open up the season. That'd be great. And then Las Vegas, they beat Baltimore in overtime, and then they had mm-hmm. a bad Pittsburgh team, and then they played uh, the Miami Dolphins. That's uh, uh the schedule so far. Well, the schedule so far for uh, 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 for the Raiders has has been easy. Um, this week, aren't they Monday Night Football this week? Thanks against so. the Chargers. Um, th- that's going to be a game where they're actually going to have to play, uh, and. We'll see what Mr. Carr is up for. Uh, he's he, it's not going to happen. <laughs> he's not going to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not, not going to happen. I, I think the Raiders are still going to be tough this whole year. Uh, they're let's see. What's what's the rest of their schedule? They have the Chargers this weekend. They got the Bears next weekend. Uh, that's the bears have have been sucky sucky poo poo since they started uh that should really resonate with their head office and they should probably get off their asses and start getting the players they need instead of bumping around and and i who in their right mind thought Mitchell Trubisky was going to be a great quarterback? I mean, I, I know he's not there anymore, but you stuck with him for so long. 
that you got, you ended up getting screwed for the next quarterback that you were trying to bring in. Yeah. And now they have fields who can't do anything because the offensive line is just atrocious. He's, he's laying on his back almost. He's, he's going to be the next Joe Burrow. He's going to get hurt this year. And Chicago's got no one to blame but themselves. They did nothing to shore up the offensive line. And, and that's too bad. Uh, they go up against Denver week six. Week seven, Philadelphia. Uh, I'm back on the Raiders, uh, if you didn't realize that. Week nine, they have the Giants. They don't play a tough team until week 10, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's a very easy schedule for the Raiders. They're going to be in there through the thick of it. I think the Broncos are going to eventually start to, you know, diminish a little bit, but I I think the Raiders are going to be there with the Chiefs and the Chargers to the end, and eventually, like I said, I think the Chargers take the the division by a game or two. Uh. I have to I have to talk about Kansas City. I I'm just I, I'm just amazed at how quickly this team has turned into a, a middle of the road it, team. It, it's amazing. Uh it, yeah, he's I mean I was just looking at the stats uh for the NFL. Uh the the top quarterback in the NFL right now is Derek Carr. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, your Patrick Mahomes is down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's ranked seventh. Uh, he was the second best quarterback in the league last year. He is now <laughs> ranked seventh. Uh, and you want to know what else? The defense has given up the fifth most yards in the entire National Football League. And actually, that's not even a really realistic stat. They should be third worst because the Jags and Cincinnati are one of those teams ahead of them, and they have an extra game. So, of course, they're going to give up more yards. The Chiefs, man, their defense is, is abysmal right now. And what are they doing? Instead of going and adding defensive players, they went out and added Josh Gordon. I don't even I, I I sure hope I sure hope somebody's got a big old pot field in their backyard close to him. Um that's a different story though. It's I I think the NFL I think yeah, yeah the NFL just needs to to take pot out of the the drug category. Uh, it's not a performing enhancement jar- drug people. It literally puts people to sleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Derek, Derek. Oh, okay. So listen to this stat. Derek Carr is tied with Justin Herbert, Kirk cousins for the number two slot in completions. Uh, not percentages, but in total completions. And that's, as, that's amazing. As far as the completion rate goes, uh, he's about he's about fifteenth. 
Mitchell Trubisky is number one for completion rates. Yeah, how many throws? That's, uh, let me see here. Mitchell. Plus 100 more, I bet it's Baker. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so as far as the number of throws, Mitchell Trubisky is dead last. <laughs> yeah. He's actually below to a tag of Viola. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got one passing yard uh, and one attempt, one passing attempt. So it's still early in the season. Um, I don't think anyone else is really going to go anywhere this year. I have a lot of teams on my radar. Well, who do you have? On my radar for the entire NFL? Yeah. Well, I have, I like the Browns. I like the Bucks. I like the Packers. I like the 49ers. You know, I like the Cardinals. I like the Bills. That's about it. I like the Chiefs. I think they're still going to be a contender, and I like the Chargers. Other than those eight teams, I really can't. I don't think there's anyone else in the in the Super Bowl window. Okay. And in a, some and some of those teams even aren't in the Super Bowl window. I don't think. Just just really close to it. I mean, I I don't think there's going to be a lot of speculation come playoff time. I think playoff time the good teams are going to be good and the bad teams are going to be bad. And there's not going to be a lot of outsiders looking in. I think that the teams that don't make the playoffs aren't going to deserve it. And there's going to be a few teams that are in the playoffs that aren't going to be looked at um, very uh, respectably, just like last year, whenever, you know, there wasn't really any teams last year that missed the playoffs that everyone looked at and said, Oh man, they should have been in. I think it's going to be the same way this year. There's going to be a couple powerhouses, and that's it. I think that right now there's some teams that are on a hot start, and I just at the end of the season, I don't think they're going to be there. How do you feel about the Vikings? They're going to get stomped Sunday. <laughs> they're going to get outplayed, out smart, out toughed, out coached, out everything Sunday. It's not a family vacation for Kevin Stavansky. It's a business trip, and he's going to take care of business, and the Browns are going to roll. Uh, let me see who else. It's not Skull Vikings on Sunday. It's Roll Vikings on Sunday. Yeah, I I love the Vikings because they wear purple. Um, but not this weekend. But not this weekend. Uh, Texans versus the Bills. Who do you see, have taking that one? See, this one's interesting to me. Vegas has the Bills as like a 17-point favorite. How are the Bills 17-point favorites to the Texans when the Browns struggled with the Texans and most people think that the Browns are better than the Bills? I think it's going to be a close game, but the Bills, I think, are going to win the game. I do think it's a little closer. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that one. Uh, the the Texans really did put up a uh, a stink with the with the Browns. Uh, 
And uh, I, I just, even though Josh Allen's getting better every, every game, I, I think, I think the Texans defense is stronger than what they're leading on to. Uh, and, and they'll be able to shut down Josh. Uh, who else is up here? Oh, uh, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco. Um, San- I, go on. Go ahead. Uh, I was, I was going to say Seattle, Seattle, uh, has an, uh, team. I, I, I don't think they have what it takes to stop Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, their secondary is just not what it used to be. And, and they're, they're allowing way too many passes. And I think this is going to be a, a, another one of those blowout games for San Francisco. I I don't think Seattle's got anything to go up against them. I was, I, I was going to say the same exact thing. I think San Francisco, I think this the other NFC West matchup is going to be tight. I think it's going to be a one-possession ball game. Um, but And that's going to probably have most of my focus because the 49ers are going to blow out the Seahawks. You know, I, Russell Wilson has been sacked eight times in three games. Yeah, He's going to be sacked much more. Um, he's going to hit that 10 mark, 11, 12 mark here uh, in, in week four. And it, just like I said at the beginning of the season – the guy's just going to be running for his life all year. That's the S- San Francisco secondary is not going to allow Jimmy Gr- or uh, it's not going to allow Russell Wilson to throw the ball. It, it, it's just not. If they are doing man-to-man coverage, you will not see Russell Wilson throwing the ball. You're going to see a whole bunch of running, and that defensive line doesn't. It's no slouch either. Um, I want to, okay. You, you mentioned the other game. That's going to be the Cardinals versus the Rams. Uh, the two, three and O teams right now. So somebody's going to finally lose. Um, I find this game totally intriguing. Both quarterbacks are incredible. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put a dollar on it. I, I think it's I think it's too close and it could go either way. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think it's gonna be a really tight ball game. I think the Cardinals are gonna be able to put up points against this defense, and I think the Rams are gonna match it. I think it's gonna be high scoring, and I think that the Cardinals can pull this one out, to be honest with you. So do you think the Ravens are gonna finally get the Broncos uh, their first loss? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. The the Bengals might be the second best team in the division, and, and that's not saying much. Like I said, I'm expecting the Browns to run away with this division. I don't think it's going to be a close division like everyone expects. And, you know, they, the, the Ravens are Clyde Edwards-Elayer holding on to the football in Monday night in Baltimore and Justin Tucker not breaking NFL history last week to being 0-3. Yeah, they needed Justin Tucker to break NFL history and Clyde Edwards-Helaire to fumble the football for them to not be zero and three. That's, I mean, and now they're going up against 
probably the best defense that they've that they're going to go up against this year. Mm. I don't see any other game in here that excites me. Nope, that I think we covered them. Well, the Sunday night football game, you're missing the Sunday night game. Tom Brady going back to uh, Foxborough. Uh, that's probably that's probably the most anticipated Sunday night football game that we've seen in the last probably ever. Honestly. Is it really? Is it really anticipated though? I New England. I am. New England is still grooming their freshman quarterback. The Buccaneers are in in overdrive right now. I I don't see the Patriots having a chance in this game. I get it. I understand, but it's still going to – I think the storyline's fun to watch. And this is speculation, by the way. I, I did want to bring this up. There was a press conference um, yesterday or the day before. Tom Brady, he did not sound good. I'm not – now, this is, this is me. This is me. I, this has not been reported, nothing – I listened to it. He sounded sick. He sounded like his throat was bothering him. Like he had a sore throat. Okay. okay. I'm, I Like I said, just speculation. NFL might be trying to hide something. Because this is a very, but whether you think it is or not, this is a very uh, marquee matchup. And a lot of people are going to watch this game because it's probably going to be Tom Brady's last year, last game ever in Foxborough. And he's coming out of the visitor's tunnel. So weird. Um, uh... But yeah, you should listen to it. Didn't sound very, didn't sound very healthy to me. <laughs> huh. I'm actually uh, scrolling down to that game. about it. I want to I want to look and see if he's been put on the injury list. Uh here we no, go. No, that Tony, the NFL hasn't said anything about him being sick or anything. It was just speculation because like I said, I mean he could have been yelling at practice and lost his voice, who knows. It's just that's just what I heard. I the I was listening to him, to, to him talk and I'm like, "Man, this guy kind of sounds sick." And then it would make sense that you know the NFL would not report it. Well, yeah, he's. You don't want to blow this game up. He well, that's a good point. I I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Now the official injury list doesn't come out until tomorrow. Uh or the final injury list will come out tomorrow. We'll see if he's on there. I, I don't know. It could be that, they, I mean, he he does scream for a living, basically. Yeah, he does. So uh, it could be that. It could be anything. Um, Jamal Adams is on the injury list. Hmm. Although it did say that he participated in practice and DK Metcalf is still on the injury list. Uh, might be a, might be a rough day in Seattle. Seattle's Seattle's injury list is pretty lengthy. <laughs> uh, and almost 90% of the people on that list were limited participation in practice. So, uh, 
yeah, like I said, I don't think Seattle's got what it takes to to beat. Ooh, the Cowboys. Who are the Cowboys playing this week? The, the Panthers. Three who have, and O Panthers. Yeah, who haven't even given up six hundred yards yet. Like that's impressive. That's extremely impressive. Uh, I believe five hundred and eighty yards they've given up through three games. Mm. Mm. Does Dak have what it takes to win that? It's a home game so. for him. I think so. Uh, what's Carolina's injury? Uh, all the people that are listed did full participation in practice, so I expect them all to... Oh, no, Christian McCaffrey is still out. That's a, that's a huge loss for the Panthers. Um, yeah, he's out at least three weeks. I don't think that he – I don't think that, that – I mean, you, you saw how the game went the other day, the minute that McCaffrey was gone. That, that right. team no longer looked like they had any uh, – uh, they had no drive left. Um, I think McCaffrey is is a huge part of that offense. Uh, yeah, you know you can have as many wide receivers as you want, but McCaffrey is a running back who can catch a ball, uh, right? And they just don't have anyone that they can replace him. Uh, so yes, Christian. McC- can't replace Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> um, so he's he's got the torn or or is it strained? Strain. Strained hamstring. Yep. Okay. Well, like nothing, I said, nothing serious, and they're three and zero. So hopefully they they've got the cushion for him to come back. When is New York going to get a team that can actually play? Which one? Well, they're they're well. Both teams that are there, play. both teams that are there, actually play in New Jersey. So I should say New Jersey, but both teams suck. Yeah, they're they're trash. Um, Saquon Barkley, what's going on with him? He had a nice game last last week. Uh, racked me up some fantasy points. Nice to see that, but. Dude, I, I don't know. It's the New York Giants and the New York Jets. I don't understand why New York it's so tough to play sports there. But it just seems like every team there stinks. Uh, and, and honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't like that, that. I mean, back when they had Eli in his heyday, New York was the toughest team in the world. The Giants were so tough. I don't think I've ever seen the Jets be good, but then again, I I do know that uh, uh, what's his name, um, the Mark Sanchez Joe, had a couple of years. Mark Sanchez had a couple of years. Joe Namath, when he was with the Jets, had had great years. Um, yep. I, I just I I'm beginning to think that that the Jets are in what what I call the, the Cleveland slump. Um, 
it, it took us 20 years to get out of the Cleveland slump. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that New York doesn't take that long uh, because it's a New York's a great place to play football. It's a great place to see a football game. The fans are, are interesting. The stadium I actually love. Um, I love an open air stadium, but they're, they're going to be pressed for selling tickets next year. If they don't start picking things up here. Uh, other than that, I, I don't see anything else on my list of stuff to discuss. Uh, I think I'm good. One thing I do want to mention before we head out tonight, uh, I'll be calling Salem and Marlington. Mar- uh, Salem's 5-1. and one. That's a rivalry matchup. You can listen to it on Q92RadioSports.com. I'll be on the play-by-play uh, call with my partner, Mitch Bala, at 7 o'clock uh, tonight. Again, that's Q92RadioSports.com. Salem at Marlington should be a great game tonight. And I think I need to, I think I need to let people know about this. The bees, the bees are still undefeated. Yep. Uh, Let's see what, what, who they're playing tonight. I think it's an out of conference game. Football schedule. Well, I really hope I get a playoff game for the bees. It would be against one of my local teams. So it. Okay. So they are six and oh right now. And today is. Uh, today is the first, yes. Medina at Mentor. Uh, and they only have one, two, three, four, mm. four games left in the mm, season. This is a big one. This one is a big, well, Mentor's three and three. Um, so it should be a tough one. It's, it's still going to be, it's still going to be a tough game for them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for my, for my battling bees. Uh, the, the coach, coach Laird, his brother went to high school with me. So it's kind of like a big family affair here. Uh, I think Medina is going to, I think Medina is going to go all the way, man. Division one. Oh, good for you. I hope, <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, great to see if I can get them uh, called in the game. I, I, I'm really hoping that you get to call them. Um, if you do, I'm definitely listening. Um, how did your and Tigers do last week? Uh, the Tigers, they looked really good behind a freshman quarterback and they looked really poised out there. Real, real quick, shifty kid. And they they won the ball game. It was a wild game, really. They almost blew it there at the end, but it, it was a really wildly entertaining game. Did you um during during the football game this uh this past Thursday? Did you watch the game? Thursday night football? Yeah, last night's game. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I watched you could give me you, you know the the you know, 
junior varsity. I'll watch any kind of football on a Thursday night. Start on the television. Let me tell you, one of the commercials, I I noticed a lady wearing a Maslin Tiger t-shirt in the really? Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, they're everywhere. That's that's a. It, it was a commercial for the NFL. They were they were discussing. I think they, I think they were talking about diversity, but um, it it she popped up. They interviewed her. I was like, oh my gosh, this Maslin Tigers really should have been a Medina B shirt. But we'll do. Anyways, on that note. I think we're done. We are going to get out of here. I'm going to get this thing posted and be a happy man. Uh, remember the Burley Gunner show every morning. Uh, anything else for me? No, I'm taking a nap. Good. I'm out. <laughs> Later. See ya. Go Browns.